Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about the unique issues faced by men who work in IT, information technology, the guys who have computer jobs, pretty much, which is what everybody thinks who is not in IT and doesn't know anything about it. So before we get to that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was on why not to shame your partner for their sexual fantasies. And whatever the next episode is that I record will also be subscriber only. So if you subscribe, you will get that. All right. So I did one. I did episodes on the unique relationship issues of CEOs, doctors, and lawyers. And another group of guys that I see come in a lot are guys in IT. Why? Because they tend to be overly logical and kind of unemotional. And if you say that's a stereotype, like everything I say is a generalization to help the majority of people who feel that they fit into the bucket. If you yourself are a man in IT who also spends his spare time writing love poetry, then certainly this does not apply to you at all. But the majority of the men who I see in IT, what do their wives say about them? That they are not creative and not romantic when it comes to the emotional component of the relationship. Also, another thing is that a lot of them spend all their time on the computer. And this means that like they are less comfortable in real life than on the computer. So you get like a lot of very introverted guys. And introverts are great. I am myself I'm an introvert. But the thing is, is they're like, if you don't have to talk to people during the day very much in order to get your job done, then you may get out of practice at doing that and start to feel even more comfortable than you started out which was already pretty comfortable, not talking to anybody. So you would think that like if you spend all your time on the computer, then you're going to like have a lot of built up things that you want to say to your wife. But in reality, you don't. And you just kind of feel rusty. And when she wants to have a conversation at the end of the day, you feel intellectually depleted because it is a difficult job, but also very kind of out of practice at talking about anything that isn't um, almost like a logic puzzle, you know, and if like my kid, like he just started coding, right? Like my son, he's nine and he just started coding and he's like just silent, <laughs> you know? he's just like silent coding like what he was doing like chess uh or like I mean he's got other stuff of making him sound like a real point dexter <laughs> but I mean he does other stuff he does jujitsu he's you know he's a regular little boy but he also has these interests like chess or it <laughs> not it um python or whatever he's coding now and with chess at least like there's like on chess.com you could like talk shit to each other you know when you're like playing against each other he's just like learning how to code he's watching a bunch of stuff on coding and then he's coding it's like very quiet <laughs> and so you really get in the zone and a lot of the guys that i work with that are, are in it are very much in the zone all day in a silent thinking zone but like they're not engaging in like a meaningful certainly not an emotional way with other humans 
And like, it's like everything else. You can get very out of practice at things. So while like an introverted personality type makes you like good at this job because you can be alone for extended periods in, you know, engaged in deep thought and, you know, creating things on the screen. Also, a lot of these guys could benefit for a little bit more practice. And now we come to like the real coup de gras here is when you're allowed to do full-time telecommuting. So it used to be that even the IT guys had to go into the office, a lot of them sometimes at least, at least at the, at the beginning of my career, you know, and in that case, you're situated in an office environment, which is bringing out somewhat of, you know, your your social skills and you're getting to hone them a little bit, even, you know, against your will. But now, I mean, the the vast majority, if not all of my male clients in IT are telecommuting. So it's like they literally just go to the basement and don't talk. I mean, of course, you got to talk sometimes, but it's not like um, it's not like uh, the same as when you would have to, you know, commute and then talk to somebody as you go into the building and talk to people at lunch. You remember people used to have lunch like that's something that people don't even remember now in the age of telecommuting is everybody that was at a job used to go get lunch frequently together. And so that really helps again with the social skills. So, you know, if you already tend in this direction and then on top of it, you're not getting the other socialization you used to, then you can end up kind of really, you know, rusty at this more emotional um you know, jokey, bantery kind of conversation that your wife may be yearning for. Because who's going to go for a man in IT? Who wants this? He's a stable guy with a good job. He never has to travel, uh, pretty much, you know, and he has very regular hours. He's kind of quiet and he's like a very predictable guy. Like he's a very predictable guy and so who's going to gravitate toward this in the first marriage, at least? I've talked about this over and over that a first marriage is yin to the yang. People go for uh, the opposite. You know, instinctively, they feel that then within the unit of the couple, they will have all things, right? So more extroverted, emotion-focused women tend to go for these men. They, they Also, a little bit fragile women, you know, sensitive women, highly sensitive women, because they don't like the idea of, of men in occupations that travel or that can't predict their hours. So from all of the people that I've worked with, I develop kind of my own algorithms of who was who drawn to who. And it's frequently a highly sensitive woman, more extroverted than the man, who feels that he's going to be a very good dad. He's very loyal. He's very loving. He's very methodical, you know. And so this is something that she's drawn to. If she grew up in, in a very dysfunctional home, then, you know, with a dad that couldn't be trusted in any way, then she will definitely grab gravitate toward this more stable, quiet guy. If her dad cheated, this guy will never cheat, she feels. It's not that she doesn't love him. She loves him. But is she looking for, um, you know, a bad boy? No, nobody goes for the bad boy, a man in IT who has a job where he sits in front of a computer from nine to five. That just isn't who you go for. So they're going for somebody who's a, who will be a family man, who can be predicted, who has a regular schedule, a methodical, you know, way of thinking about the world that can be trusted and relied upon. And if he's quiet, okay, that's cute. It's cute at the beginning. What happens over time? 
She starts to think he's too quiet. She starts to think that he's too methodical. She starts to feel like she, like he has no romantic capability or really no inner world. Men in IT are very frequently the male partner in the dynamic that I discuss called the wife who wants more and her annoyingly satisfied husband. He's the annoyingly satisfied husband. You should go back and listen to that podcast. It's also in post form. Um, and by the way, I mean, this should be relevant, uh, I mean, rather obvious by this point in the episode, but this isn't just men in IT, right? I mean, this is men who are in any sort of uh, very quiet, stable, predictable, methodical, logical job, you know, um, like a math professor, right? Although when I'm thinking about it, a math professor would have to interact with students, you know, so they do get more, you know, uh, practice at various types of, of connecting. Not that the IT guys don't talk to anybody, but they talk to mostly people like themselves all day, you know? And so, they, whereas if you're the math professor, yes, you have math students, but at least they're quite a different age. You also have to deal with other faculty members, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it becomes quite insular, the guys who are in IT, and uh, they talk to other people who think like them. So then the only person who they feel is, quote, illogical, now this is when things start to get stressful, is um, when the wife wants more than they can give, and so they start to think of her as illogical and never happy and overly emotional. So that's when things hit the fan, right? So she becomes frustrated with his lack of romance, his lack of creativity, and quite honestly, what she perceives as an increasing lack of social skills. A lot of these women come to me as though they had the great epiphany of the ages, um, and they say to me, you know, think he may be on the spectrum, which like, okay, like everybody can't be on the spectrum. He's probably just like a quiet, like kind of nerdy guy, which you knew all along. Of course, some of them could be on the spectrum. You know, I mean, like go get an evaluation if you really feel like he could be on the spectrum. But uh, the, the reality of it is whether or not he's on the spectrum, you know, you liked it at the beginning. And so or in some cases, by the way, you did not like it in the beginning. And in those cases, women who come from more dysfunctional families with more chaos, who are really uh, subconsciously only drawn to stability, were not in love with these guys. And that's not out of some sort of uh, malicious intent to hoodwink a man into marriage. You know, it's literally because they don't know if they are capable of deep romantic love at all or if that's even really a thing because they never saw it. So maybe that's just from the movies. And this is like a good guy that'll be a good dad. And they have zero thought that they will ever become dissatisfied with him. Like, that's really how that goes, you know? But it, it doesn't go like a woman is like, I am going to take this man in IT or whatever the hell he is, you know, man in, in a very logical, quiet profession, and I am going to marry him. But then, you know, as though it were like a fairy tale, on the eve of our 10th anniversary, I will tell him that I never loved him. That's like not how shit goes. But what does happen is that as the woman gets more confident and she starts to look back at her upbringing, maybe through therapy, maybe just through life, through the increase in confidence that comes from parenting and growing up, she may be like, oh, my God, this guy really never talked to me at all. And I thought that, that at least that was better than my lunatic drunk father. But turns out that I'm lonely. So this is when this couple comes to couples counseling. And, by, and then the guy can feel that it was a real bait and switch. Um, he basically thought that their, that their life together would be somewhat of activity partners. You know, I mean, these are a lot of the guys that come in and they're like, we used to hike, 
We used to go camping. We used to, you know, play XYZ board game. And now we don't do anything and we don't have sex either. And she seems like she doesn't like me no matter what I do. So a lot of those guys feel like, what the fuck? I'm the same person. Truly, they are the same person. But the woman changed. And people who are more emotionally focused change more. So this is a man or a woman. This isn't like one of those things where you could be like, oh, women, they're never happy. Men who are more emotional tend to also introspect and try to evolve more um, as human beings. These are the guys that come to me and are the podcast that I did, which was uh, the annoyingly satisfied wife and the man who wants more in bed, because that's usually how it manifests for men. But these men will be like, holy shit, why did I, like the equivalent will be a guy. So if you ask the gender equivalent would be interesting. Is there a gender equivalent? Yes. The gender equivalent or the inverse gender equivalent is like a man who was with a woman who he found boring. That was like his open secret. That was the elephant in the room is he found her boring, but very stable. And she would be a good mother. And he had been with a bunch of women who had borderline personality disorder traits before and were always calling him at like three in the morning and threatening to light his, you know, car on fire. And then he found this boring, stable woman um, and he basically fell in love with her truly because it was the honeymoon stage but she wasn't a good fit and he was always kind of a little bored by her there is that situation too so that's kind of like the same thing so the men in IT all of the traits that the woman wanted them for sometimes over time the woman no longer likes those traits and thinks why did I not want more of a soul romantic connection with this man forgetting that at the time he was exactly what she needed and who she wanted Does it mean that they have to stay together forever after this if she falls out of love with him? Certainly not. But I mean, it does mean that couples counseling can get them to a place where they both realize why they picked one another and can try to work on aspects of the relationship that are not working, such as he can try to learn to be more romantic and she can try to learn to have some grace and compassion being as, you know, she did pick him. He probably is a great dad. And the reality is, Would she really be happy with a man who is more tempestuous and emotional? Maybe not, but maybe. I mean, you know, every situation is individual. The reason that these men do very well in couples counseling is the exact um, reason that, you know, the thing the woman has a problem with. They're very methodical. They're very logical. If I can explain to them what they should try, they'll try anything. Why not? They have really, they know the woman is unhappy. They'll take feedback. They're usually very coachable. And they know this is not their wheelhouse, so they don't have any ego about it. I've never met one of these types of guys who says, no, no, I'm very good at emotion. No, they know they're not good at emotion. They know they're not good at romance, so they're willing to work on anything. So that's the benefit, is that they're very coachable and they're very smart. So, you know, if you can portray what they need to do in a way that they understand and ally with and identify with in a step-by-step sort of way, literally like you need to buy her a present what sort of present would we buy her what does she like how frequently can you do this what do you like about her how often do you tell her that oh never well that's probably bad um you know so what do you so let's all write it down all the things that you actually feel about her but never tell her oh you think about her many times a day wow does she know that do you ever text her no why oh because you know you think that she knows already that you love her because it's obvious no that's not the way to think about it here's how to think about it instead you know like I'll be talking to guys like this and I'll be like you how often you tell your wife you love her they'll be like oh I think it must be at least once a week I'm like once a week your wife is asking for more romance it's free it takes you like three seconds to say I love you why not do it 
they just don't even think about it. They think of I love you as a transmission of, of a factoid that the woman already knows. It would be like going up to her and uh, tapping her on the shoulder and being like, hey, look, it's sunny out. Like, no shit, you know, why would you even, like, say that is so obvious. But when they understand that that's, like, a way to be romantic, that that's, like, foreplay, that that's, like, what it would be if the woman came up and French kissed them, then everything can be understood differently. Anyway, uh, whether or not you are with or are a man in IT or a similar sort of profession or just have a personality type like the one I described and are in a dynamic like the one I described, I hope that you found this useful and relevant. Uh, if you ever want to reach out for couples counseling with me or anybody who works for me at Best Life Behavioral Health, all of the links and information for that is always in the description of the episode. And I hope that you guys got a lot out of this and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.